What is up, everybody? Cats Talk Wednesday off and running again. Terry TB Lake Show 17th title banner. Figure Roll Parade LA Drive Brown is up in here. And I'm Penny Hardy. How we doing, man? The champs is here. The champs <laughs> is here. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm getting some champagne off my off my stuff, trying to, you know. Got still got the. You know how it is when your team wins wins a championship. There's just a lot of stuff you got to process. So I'm processing that right now. But uh, life's good, man. Life's good. Well, congratulations, and we'll dive into all of that. And hope everybody, when this drops, take the time to listen and enjoy the show. Courtesy of Anchor, another episode of Cast Talk. Get into. Kentucky getting a win in the W column against old Mike Leach and him. And then probably just be purple and gold quite a bit. I think this is probably the, the first title that's been won by anybody since we've been doing the show, you know, uh, professional or Kentucky-wise. This is the first title, so, you know, you got to bask in the glow. Ambiance. Absolutely. That's what I was talking to Mama B about. I said, since we've been doing this show, our teams have been on a relative title drought. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm excited. So if you permit me to get on my soapbox for a few moments, uh, you know, uh, since the since it ended on Sunday, since the Lakers won the finals on uh, Sunday late evening. Uh, you know, much has been made of, uh, you know, where this team ranks. And, you know, this this team, this 2019-2020 this team may not be the 88 Showtime Lakers or 85, may not be the 2000-2001 uh, Shaq and Kobe team, but it's just a, it's a championship. You know, and, 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 and I'm, I'm not going to try to rank which one is the best, which one is awesome. But this one is special, and I don't think that this season deserves an asterisk. Uh, you know, much has been made of the unique circumstances, but for my money, this is what LeBron said he was going to do. A lot of people said he was going to L.A. just to get into the movie business and this, that, and the other. He wasn't about basketball, but... He said, hey, you come to L.A., there's an expectation, right? And, and he delivered. And again, I know that a lot of people want to make an asterisk of this season, but because with the, with the, uh, the stop and the pause to the season, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. But uh, with the pause of the season, you know, that helped LeBron, X, Y, and Z, this, this, and the other. But conversely, the same thing people were saying about the Clippers, you know, they just needed time to gel. Remember, this was the first go-round with LeBron and AD and Danny Green, right? You know, these, these were pieces that were kind of thrown in at the last second. And you've got two super duper stars that have to try to figure this out. 
and then to have that process interrupted, I thought put the Lakers at a disadvantage. You know, uh, the Lakers exist in that same space like Kentucky basketball where, okay, when they win, you know, maybe they weren't supposed to win, but they're not exactly an underdog story, right? Like, like 1998, you know, that team by Kentucky standards individually, those players weren't individually great, but it wasn't like people said, oh, those plucky underdogs from Kentucky, they won. Or even like the 2014 team, had they been able to finish the deal against UConn, it wouldn't have been, oh, look at this eight seed. It would have been like, well, they had the number one recruiting class. They should have won. (laughs) Right? So the Lakers exist in that space. And uh, I'm not going to be one of these people to say, you know, nobody thought the Lakers could do it and blah, 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 blah. But going into the uh, playoffs, there were a lot of naysayers, right? The Clippers were still the sexy pick. You know, Giannis and the Bucks were still looking fantastic, right? So uh, it's, what, it's, a, it's that awkward space where they weren't the favorite going in, but they weren't an afterthought. And uh, to quote Bomani Jones, what he said on his podcast yesterday is, you know, and, and again, this is that space where it's, you know, Kentucky, uh, you know, the, the Patriots under Brady, you know, UCLA for a stretch. It's like, okay, you don't want to say championship or bust, but, you know, it's championship or whatever. So uh, to me, it was a special special season it was a storybook finish uh when you when you take account what happened off the court with with kobe and his daughter and those other folks and that tragedy uh you throw in the stop to the season for the virus you throw in the stop to the restart with all of the social justice things as well and a very unique situation For the Lakers to be the number one seed and not have any games at Staples, I thought, you know, that was an issue. Uh, I I think it let those those lower seeds kind of play loose and free. You know, you look at uh, the Denver Utah series. If the home courts are involved, does that go the same way? You know, I think the Heat and the Celtics. By designation, I think the road team won every game in that series. Does that go the same way? Does Milwaukee, does that Milwaukee Heat series go the same? You know, it, so uh, by not having that home court advantage and and lots of players talking about how awkward that was, uh, it's just a unique situation. So I'm not going to say this one is, is better than the rest, but it's special. It's number 17. Right, it is one for Kobe. It is one in all these unique circumstances, and it 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 checks a lot of things off a lot of guys' resumes. Right, this was the this was the for me. I I don't want to call this the relief championship, and I don't mean that for LeBron. Because LeBron, as I've said before, he's at that stage 
if if he wins two more titles, like what does that do for him? Right? Like he's LeBron's at that space where it's like if you think LeBron is one, okay, if you think he's two, like his case has been made, right? But you look at Anthony Davis. And and Anthony Davis uh he's he's now checked off that that knock can't he be you know a, a dude on a championship team check like he's playing with house money for the rest of his career right it's not like uh you know dominique wilkins it's not like uh charles barkley it's not like you know those greats that didn't that didn't get it right he, he doesn't have to hear he's never been out of the second round before right so he's for, from here on out he's playing without some money so to speak uh you know, the knock on Carmelo, the knock on a lot of these great players that didn't get it. So he doesn't have to set him up to ring chase. So that relief has come off his shoulders. Uh, AD is now the eighth player to win an NCAA championship, NBA championship, and Olympic gold. So he's reached that rarefied air. And I, I, for, for me, it's kind of awkward because if you're a Kentucky fan, which I am, and even Dan the Man has come out and say, like, like AD, he's becoming number one for to, to ever come through Kentucky, right? Like he's 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 becoming that dude. Like if he continues another three to four years, what he's doing right now, he could be in the conversation for top 20 all-time player and, and and the best ever wear blue and white. Like, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. And again, it's going to put pressure on the powers that be. How does he not have a, a banner up in Rupp Arena? Like, it's going to be a glaring omission the longer that goes, right? So you got that situation. Uh, I know once the final started, the Heat we're the underdogs. They played the underdog role, and I get that. But look look outside of, of, of LeBron. Every other Lakers player went into the finals, went into the playoffs with question marks, right? Rajon Rondo, he has been a head case the last three seasons. The Dallas Mavericks said, yeah, we don't, I mean, like, just sit him off the team. We will pay you to go away. You know, he you know he showed flashes in New Orleans, bounced around a little bit, and a lot of people were saying Rondo was through. Well, you know, he played really, really well in the bubble once he got back. Uh, you know, Danny Green missed the shot in Game Five, but he played well. KCP, he was one of those pieces that you know, uh, New Orleans. They didn't want. <laughs> Keep KCP. We'll take these other guys, right? And you know, a, a lot of question marks. You know, there's that video I retweeted of all the quote unquote experts saying, "Okay, you got LeBron, you got AD, but it's just a bunch of other dudes." And I think I told you at the beginning of the playoffs, I was like, "Look, if if we get anything from the other dudes, this team can win." And the games when the other dudes struggled, that's when the Lakers lost. You look at game five, you know, uh, I was frustrated. (laughs) 
you know, it came down to that last second shot. Danny Green missed. Uh, is it Markeith Morris? Uh, whichever Morris twin we got. Uh, <laughs> and I said to myself, look, you've got LeBron on the court. You've got AD. It can't, it can't come down to Danny Green and one of the Morris twins. Mm-hmm. And the the frustrating point, and I'm going to get into the MJ LeBron stuff, but people saying, oh, LeBron should have shot that shot. LeBron, LeBron, if you, I got a still, I will retweet it on the, the show account. LeBron James in game five gets to the paint, kicks it out to Danny Green, and there's no one within 15 feet of him. Okay. Not within 15 feet. That is the, that is the right play. 100 times out of 100, right? What this MJ, Michael Jordan, love fest has done, it skewed everything. It used to be, did you make the winning play? Did you make the right play? Now it's, did you take the last shot? Never never mind if you made it or miss it, but it's, it's did you like take the last shot? And that's not accurate at all. That That's not what it should be about. If you get a teammate, and Danny Green, I know he struggled a little bit, but you look at his career numbers, he's like a top 20 all-time three-point shooter. He was like top 10 percentage-wise this season, okay? He's not a bum. I know he missed a lot, you know, in the bubble, but that was a good shot. So LeBron's making the right kind of plays. Uh, Kyle Kuzma, who... Laker Nation has been begging to be that third dude all season. You brought up the uh, uh, the petition whether or not he should get a ring. Uh, you know, he showed flashes. And Alex Caruso, who, you know, for all the talk about Duncan Robinson and his path to the, the finals, look at Caruso. Kentucky fans remember Caruso when Tyler Eulis was taking his lunch back in 2016. The dude, the dude looked 45 then, right? And you know, it took me a while when Caruso was on. I'm like, that's the same dude. Like that's the same dude from Texas A&M. So, I, you know, I, I get you know the plucky underdogs, but uh, and, and with Spolstra getting his start in the video room, it's like. Frank Vogel was a team manager at Kentucky. Like, it's not like he was, you know, fell off some coaching tree or something. So uh, I'm so glad that the Lakers were able to win uh, a fantastic win. uh, Title number 17. Uh, Just absolutely fantastic. Uh, I was hoping that they would win game five in the Mamba jerseys. And then I was nervous when game six tipped off. But uh, that that second quarter, the, the second, you know, once when they doubled up the, the heat, it, there's been, you know, we could look at just different like halves of basketball or, or sections of basketball and say, wow, you know, Isaiah Thomas going for 25, you know, uh, in the second 88. Uh, 
you can think of Clay Thompson going for 37 and a quarter. You know, uh, Kentucky fans, we like to think about 96 in that 86-point first half against LSU. But that second quarter, just on the defensive end, Anthony Davis, really for the first time that I have seen him in the pros, on the defensive end, he became the Anthony Davis in the NBA that he was at Kentucky. Where, talking to other Laker fans on Twitter and, and, you know, texting some folks, like, it's not the shots that he blocks, it's not even the shots that he alters, it's those drives when the Heat drivers just peel away from the paint and don't attempt to shot. Like, Kentucky fans know what I'm talking about. Man, Hero did that a ton in game six. Where? where he, he was in the paint with ease. I'm like, man, shoot that. And cause, I mean, you know, I'm pulling for the Heat, of course. But, but I'm like, man, you, like, oh, like, you're in the paint. Go and shoot that floater or, or something. And he would make a bad pass or, or try to make one too many passes and be a deflection and a turnover. They did that time and time and time again. The AD's length was getting deflections, and it, it happened over and over again. I, Right, and, and none, and 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 really, again, it, it flashed me back to all those that to all those great Kentucky teams, that 2012 team, and I think we underestimated that team and how great that team was. Look, I looked this up, I tweeted it out, but I'm going to share it again uh, here. So in 2012. The 2012 season, Anthony Davis finished the year with 183 blocks. And you're like, okay, what does that mean? He tied for 13th among all teams in Division One. Only 12 teams had more blocks than Anthony Davis during that season. That is absolutely ridiculous. And again, when you have someone like that on the back end, and as a Rockets fan, you saw that with Akeem, right? That when you've got somebody that can erase mistakes on the back end, it makes your perimeter defenders look that much better, right? Because if you looked at that second quarter, You've got Caruso and KCP jumping passing lanes, right? Uh, You've got, uh, you know, and and if you've got LeBron out there, goodness gracious, and and Rondo playing those passing lanes, you make very good defenders look great. And I kind of thought that the the game was over, and I I tweeted out, I was like, "The, the Heat, they're just throwing shots up there. They're just throwing shots up there. Uh, at one stretch, uh, Jay Crowder had scored seven straight heat points. And I'm thinking, if you're depending on Jay Crowder at this point to lead you, it's game over. Not saying he's a bad player, but that ain't the dude that needs to be doing this at this, at this stage of the game. So Anthony Davis defensively, I just, uh, again, Kentucky fans, we get it. He changes 
everything completely. I mean, just everything. And you can see it because a lot of his blocks are shots. Like, how did he get to that? And you can see, you can see it on the guys' faces. Like, he got to some of Jimmy Butler's layups. And you're like, how does that dude get to that shot? And not only that, again, an underrated part of AD's game. And uh, I need to find this exact number where I got this from. There's an article uh, by 538. When you look at people defending jump shots, AD is number one in the league. People shoot 31% on his contested threes during these playoffs or contested jump shots. And we saw a lot of his block shots in Kentucky were against jump shooters. Like a pick and roll and the guard thinks he's got a shot and AD closes it out and catches the ball in flight. And, you know, if John Henson is out here listening to this, he's nodding his head. Like, I'm 6'11". How does this dude block my turnaround jump shot? So, uh, a lot of questions were answered for this team. Uh, I don't know, again, where this team ranks as far as all-time Laker greats. Uh, They become a great duo. And I think as a a Laker duo, uh, me personally, I'm... For me, as a Laker duo, I'm going to put Magic and Kareem at the top. Uh, Shaq and Kobe. Kobe and Pau Gasol, which is an underrated matchup. But they went to three straight finals. Okay? And, And then the logo and Wilt. And then Jerry West and Elgin Baylor. But I would put AD and LeBron on that list. So... As a Lakers fan, AD and LeBron, you're, you're, you're in the club. To use that analogy like I always use when I talk about uh, a Hall of Fame and everything like that, you're in the club as far as Lakers guys. But AD, sign long term, get another championship or two. Now, now you're at that elite level. Now, if, you're, if you can get number 18, okay, now we're talking, right? Now you've really... Uh, you've really done something. So it was fantastic. It was great. Anytime your team wins a championship, it is, uh, it, it makes you savor it a whole lot more. Uh, since 1980, uh, the Lakers have won 11 championships, uh, which ties the rest of the Western Conference. So- <laughs> <laughs> After after missing the last six postseasons, the Lakers win. I mean, the Lakers in their 74-year history have missed the playoffs 11 times, and six of those were in the last six years previous to this one. And the Lakers, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm crowing a little bit, have been to 41% of all the NBA Finals. Okay. The Clippers, as a franchise, have won 40% of all their games. So, statistically speaking, you've got a good as good a chance to see a, Clipper, a Clippers win than the Lakers in the NBA Finals. So the next time you see some Clippers people talking about it's our city, 
It's our town. We run this. No, you do not. No, you do not. So thank you for giving me almost the first 30 minutes to, to talk about my beloved Lakers and championship number 17. Yeah, exactly. And I uh, um, don't, you know, read everything. To, I mean, you know, being a Lakers fan, I, I know you would be consuming all the articles and all the posts and all the videos and all the, you know, backstories and behind the scenes that you can. I, of course, didn't. But, you know, after game six was over. But I did see, I think it was a, the LA Times, Jeannie Buss, the first female controlling owner to win a title. So we got history made in the process with this latest title. Yeah. And I, you know, on this very show, when the Lakers were going through the, 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 the bad times, I, I believe I told you that I would have, I had confidence when she became the decision maker, right? When she became the, the, uh, head person in charge I said I feel I feel I feel good because she had a lot of influence on what daddy bus was doing Dr. Jerry bus way back in the day so uh, uh, yeah that that's 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 fantastic you know the Lakers for the most part are a, a family business uh, with with daddy bus buying the Lakers uh, from Jack Kent Cook way back in 78. So, um, I, you know, again, the, the Lakers win their championship. I'm ecstatic. I, I'm not worried about, you know, the moves to make for next year. I'm not, whatever, whatever. I'm stopping and smelling the roses because like you and I talked about, I think, last week, looking back at that 2012 Kentucky team, I don't think we all really appreciated how great that team was and how difficult championships are to win. So I'm going to savor this. I really am. Yeah. And uh, one other little nugget that I saw was, you know, David Aldridge is well-respected, and we've heard this before, Forget about comparing LeBron and Jordan. It's always been about comparing him to Magic. And, and I saw he wrote a piece kind of focusing in on that in, in the athletic. You know, how he's more Magic than Michael and kind of always has been. Well, it, it, here's my here's my thing about that. And the, the, the Jordan-anybody debate, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, because... And Kareem was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was on. Is it first take with Stephen A. And I, his whole situation is, it's really hard to compare. It really is, uh, because it all comes down to what you value as a basketball fan, a basketball connoisseur. And when you say best. What, what does that mean? You can look at Bill Russell's resume and Bill Russell probably could have been a scorer along the same lines as 
you know, maybe not as much as Wilt or Kareem, but he could have done more. But he tailored his game to maximize team success, right? Uh, Wilt Chamberlain, probably as dominant a player as we've ever seen. You know, he led the league in assists because some sports writer said, Wilt doesn't pass the ball. And we can't even fathom averaging 50 points a game. Like, that's just, that's just foreign to us. Uh, when you look at Michael Jordan, his peak is probably the best peak we've ever seen. Th- th- those six years when he was at his best, I don't know if there's been anyone better at their peak. Okay? When you look at resume from high school all the way through, no one has done what Kareem has done. Two-time high school player of the year, three-time national player of the year. He His collegiate team went 88-2. and two. He was NBA rookie of the year. I mean, think about it. Within a 15-year period, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was high school player of the year twice. NCAA Player of the Year three times, NBA Rookie of the Year and Champion, and a six-time NBA MVP. Very, I mean, th- that that is ridiculous. Okay, but when you look at LeBron, we've not seen anybody be this good for this long. And I know some folks don't think mm-hmm. longevity is a thing. Uh, that's Bomani Jones's knock on LeBron. He's a MJ guy because of he looks at people's peak. But I'm like LeBron's peak. I mean, he finished second in MVP voting his second year, and he finished second in MVP voting this year. And you look at Game Six. We look at game five of the finals uh, and Jimmy Butler, and we got to talk about Jimmy Butler. He was fantastic, right? Like his, his game was very 1980s, old school, like Sidney Moncrief, that, that Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dubars, not a lot of threes. I'm going to get to my spots. I'm going to, you know, it was a very throwback kind of game. Like, nothing he did looked exceptional, but a 40-point triple-double, there you go. But by game six, he was out of gas, right? He was out of gas in game six, as were the rest of the game. LeBron was not. You know, game six in that second quarter push, LeBron was still pushing the ball. And Jeff Van Gundy pointed it out. The Heat just got tired of guarding LeBron James. As he's driving to the hoop, you know, getting by that first defender, no one is sliding over trying to take the charge. No one is trying to be physical with him. They're just trying to stop him with their arms swiping through as he drives to the basket. That's what makes LeBron just unique. 
in my mind to do this at year 17 is he's played in like 200 something playoff games which is like he's played over additional three years in just playoff games that's to me that's the difference is those deep playoff runs add up so it's not so much okay LeBron's played X amount of minutes he's played a lot of minutes in the finals so uh I don't know if you can point and say this person is the best. You have to look at it and and say each person is unique. You know, I say Jordan had the absolute best peak. LeBron has been the best for the longest. You know, Kareem's resume is unmatched. Uh, Wilt was as dominant as we've ever seen. Uh, My guy Magic Johnson, I'm not saying he should be considered a top player, but when we have these conversations, he's probably got the most secure role in basketball history, right? When you say, okay, who's the best point guard? It's Magic, right? Like, like it's just, like, whenever you think he ranks in the all-time great, everybody just accepts Magic was the best point guard. Like, that, okay, that, like, and that's and that's it. So, uh, yeah. Again, I'm I'm kind of ranting a little bit, but I just it's it's foolhardy to keep going through this. Okay, MJ LeBron because nobody's changing their mind at this point. Nope. Nope. That's the truth. Yeah, I'm here. Still there? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's kind of dug in on whatever hill they want to die on. So <laughs> that is for sure. So yeah, congratulations. Uh, very impressive. You know, uh, what was it? Dispatched. Yeah. Who was it? Portland and Houston, then Denver, and what was it? And then yeah, won the title in Orlando, kind of like Kobe did with his fourth ring, and LeBron did with his fourth ring. So I thought that was kind of, I mean, you, you can't make that kind of stuff up. But how that both were simpatico or synchronized in in their yeah. path to that fourth title. Uh, that, that was a pretty cool me, nugget. Dwight Howard, right? D- Dwight Howard played a role on this team. Yeah. And uh, again, like I said, a lot of question marks on that Lakers roster and Dwight Howard filled that role. Uh, you know, I don't think this is one thing that'll get him into the Hall of Fame. I think Dwight Howard was already in. You know, Dwight Howard, again, at his best was really, really good. So I think he gets I think he gets in now. I think this championship, I think it makes Rajon Rondo's case a little bit different. I think that this becomes a, a you know maybe a talking point on on his resume. Uh, 
but there's been a lot of chatter here in town. Okay, where does you know? I don't think Rondo gets enough love from Kentucky fans because you know his teams mm-hmm. were kind of underwhelming, right? You know they, you know, 05, okay, 06 was just kind of a kind of meh kind of team, right? And uh, I was kind of soured on him a little bit, but he's been really, really good for really, really long. Like, he's been a very consistent player for a long time. A key cog on two championship teams. So, I, and, and I saw somebody on Facebook say, you know, of, of, of guys you know, from Louisville, where does he fit in? Again, assuming fellow Seneca alumni Wes Unseld, okay, he's he's that you know he's untouchable. At one, you know, just, is Rondo is he better than a Daryl Griffin, right? Like, like this is is Rondo like the number two guy? So uh, I, I think uh, he's cleaned out. He's, he's kind of updated his resume a little bit. So uh, as with every championship, I think you get. Uh, maybe not the guys at the top, but those secondary guys kind of bolster up their their resume a little bit. You know, is is yeah. is Kenny Smith yeah, 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 on yeah. inside the NBA without being on those championship teams? Honestly, you know, is Kenny <laughs> Smith on those teams, or is is he on that? Uh, is he does he have that kind of cachet? If he wasn't a key cog on those championship teams, uh, that's the great thing is particularly in the NBA. Hey, you're an NBA champ. You get to you get to you get to ride that for a little bit, right? Yeah, that's true. As long as you <laughs> play your cards right, you you can ride it. You sure can. It's just uh, it's just a. A perk that's there for you to use it wisely. You're right. Yeah. Like uh, Heisman Trophy winner, such and such, and you that that goes with you till you know you're 60 years old. I mean, Archie Griffin didn't have a great NFL career, but two-time Heisman Trophy winner Archie Griffin. That look, he, yeah. he won those before we were born, and, but we know about know, it. It's, it's, it is. <laughs> I I think the championships are great because obviously. You know, LeBron's going to be LeBron. But, uh, you know, a guy like Alex Caruso, like, he, you know, he he can do things in L.A. now that he probably wasn't able to do before. You know, a, a guy like a Mario Ellie for your Rockets, you know, he hit that big three, was it 95? You know, he hit that big three, I think against Utah, maybe, if I'm not mistaken. But you know he had that big, you know, hit that big, get the kiss of death against Phoenix, oh, right? Phoenix. So you Phoenix know you're you're a part of that that team. Yeah. That's the beauty of the NBA is in the NFL. It's it's usually those top guys that make those plays, but the NBA with there being so many games, there are moments for Mario Elliott to hit that big shot. You know, uh, Robert Ory. Dude, look, Robert mm-hmm. Ory, I can't tell you anything Robert Ory did in the regular season anywhere. 
there isn't a there isn't a play that he made the the biggest highlight he made for me not in the playoffs was throwing the towel into uh Danny Ainge's face you know in Phoenix that's it but he had enough big shots for enough championship teams in Houston in LA and in uh uh San Antonio don't don't forget he won one with the Spurs that he's big yeah. shot Rob and his and his career numbers are as pedestrian as they come but he's big shot Rob right you can you can ride that you can you can do that mm-hmm. uh, right like I'm honestly he's a specialist uh, with that. you're a Rockets fan is there anything <laughs> on those teams that sticks out to you until the playoffs Oh, the uh, no, no, you know, because the uh, and my dad makes fun of me because you know he was rooting against him. <clears throat> he still makes fun of me because once again, this was a playoffs. Kevin Johnson put a came on a poster, and it looked like Phoenix was going to win that series. I think they were up three one, or you know, and and Houston came back and won the series and. So that's that's not one of the greater dunks of all time. Kind of like uh, Anthony Epps three pointer in '97 against Arizona it gets forgotten about. You know some of those shots where Kentucky loses, but they were clutch shots. So KJ, you know if he if Phoenix goes on and advances or you know, wins the title, that dunk on Akeem is even greater. Um, the kiss of death at Ellie. I think they were they were down to Phoenix again big the next year. And Mario Ellie, they interview him about it, and he's always talking about when he did the kiss of death. He said he looked at the son's bench, and he said Joe Klein looked like he was about to cry, and he's just never forgotten that look on his face because you know his heart was ripped out. But those are all in the playoffs. You bring in Clyde Drexler, the whole Houston homecoming thing. Didn't win it in college. They got it done in the pros. All of that stuff. Don't underestimate the Harlem right. champion and, clutch and, and city. It's all it's the, all postseason. The greatness, I think, what I love about the NBA is I love watching the regular season. And a lot of folks will tell you, you know, the regular season doesn't mean anything and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, there are memorable regular season moments, you know, where you can see, you know, Kobe had that stretch of like four games of 50 points, four or five straight games of 50 points and, and this, that, and the other. But it's those, it's it's that, those playoffs that really make things kind of stand out. And uh, those are the guys I'm happiest for is, you know, KCP, like, a, like I said, he was that dude that New Orleans like, yeah, we don't need him. Yeah, you know, we'll take these guys, y'all keep him. And Okay, yeah, now he's a champion. Yeah. You know, ch- and hit big yeah. shots. He hit and big corner McGee, threes, man. Who, four years ago was the, was the butt of Shaq, Shaq the fool thing on inside the NBA. It's like a three time champion. Like, I mean, so, so, you know, it's, it's just, yeah. it, it not just riding the pine. <laughs> Uh, but championships just change change things, uh, 
and, and that's the the beauty of all that and and so i'm glad that you know the lakers have, have been able to do that um again i i i'm totally i turn i'm turned off to the mj lebron debate because i i think kareem you, you've got to <laughs> he, he's he's there uh, so uh, whenever I see it uh, it goes back to like I said earlier it's through whatever lens you want to view things and LeBron at year 17 we ain't seen nobody do this you know maybe he's not what he was in 2011 and all that which you know who is but but look at look at the just look at the guys that he came into the league with. Dwayne Wade been gone. Carmelo probably gone. Like just just look at those guys that came in with him and, and right after him. That's true. That is true. So yeah. Had to had to <laughs> You know, let the lake show glow. Just <laughs> let it go wherever it need to go. But the beginning, yes. So, congrats to the Lakers. And, you know, LeBron is still spending a million dollars a year on his body, so he's gonna come back ready to do his best to defend it. Uh, AD, like you said, he's just twenty-seven. He's just just hitting his prime. So. uh that's a formidable duo right there. And then we'll see as Shaq says what the others do for the Lakers next year. And, you know, they'll be right there with just as good a shot as anybody when we get to the playoff time again next year. So congrats to you. I saw Ed Perez replying to Michelle on Twitter. All the Lakers fans, Van Howes, all the Lakers fans, whoever I'm forgetting about, congratulations to him. Yeah, and, and I got accused of being a, a, a front runner bandwagon fan. And I, I guess I am because, yeah, the Lakers were good when I was a kid. And I love Magic Johnson. Uh, but no, man, uh, definitely not. I talked myself into the, you know, the uh, Robert Sacre, uh, Ronnie Turioff. Steve Blake Lakers, so yeah, I, I I understand our drought wasn't as long as other teams, but but I've been riding for them, so uh, we we where the championship is back where where it should be. Absolutely, absolutely. So we working on a little UK stuff now, which we usually lead with, but we had to. Put the Lakers and the trophy and the parade and confetti. Leaving the bubble with the chip. Had to put that all on the front right quick. But Kentucky is no longer winless in football. Mike Leach and them came to Lexington with no points. And they left with no points. Statistically speaking, Kentucky is as confusing as it gets. Because you look at that game. You know, offensively, they you know well, they didn't have to do a lot. Defense getting all those picks, six picks, and this is Costello who lit up LSU. Which at the time, maybe they're not as good as we thought, but it's still LSU defending champs. Six hundred yards passing on them. He got benched for a little while in Lexington, 
Mike Leach has never left a game without putting up some kind of points, but he put up zero points Saturday. We've been talking about takeaways. They got to get some takeaways. Got to, got to, got to get some pressure or get some turnovers. And it was almost like a baseball player, a hitter in a slump. Oh, he's he's one for 13 against this pitcher, or he's in a three for 41 slump. Well, he's due. And, you know, he'll hit a double and a home run and go four for five with six RBIs. That's kind of how Kentucky was. They're due to get some turnovers because they hadn't had any. And, boy, they, they got a ton of them Saturday. And could have had, yeah, like, nine picks. They dropped three let, at least. Here, here's the thing about this just college football season in a nutshell. It's weird. Like, you look around college football and, okay, there's, you know, there's Clemson is a cut above but from what I've seen a lot of teams are being are, are being are have been wildly uneven right and that's why I didn't buy into uh, you know this is the same old Kentucky after the lost Ole Miss because Ole Miss put some points on the board against Alabama and if you and if you can see that Alabama is the cream of the SEC crop which I do Mm-hmm. Then that Ole Miss loss doesn't look quite as bad. And granted, the offense did not look great against Mississippi State. But this is what I submit, folks. Sometimes they're just there's just games like that. Like no matter what the sport is, sometimes your offense doesn't work. And so you're 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 dependent on your defense. Like, if you look at the American League Championship Series, for example, the Tampa Bay Rays and the Houston Astros, the Astros have a higher batting average, right? They, you know, stealing bases and blah 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 blah. Statistically, the Astros yet the Rays are up three nothing. Sometimes it just be like that. Sometimes there's just a game where your pitcher doesn't have his, his fastball. So you just say, look, instead of a 2-0, 3-2 game, we're going to have to win this game 15-14. Right? And sometimes with uh, football, it's the same way. If you, and, 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 you know, a lot of times we forget these games, but if you look at, for example, the St. Louis Rams, nineties, early two thousands, the greatest show on turf, right? They were scoring, th- you know, I, at the time they had two of the top three or four highest scoring uh, seasons ever. Do you remember the uh, NFC Championship game they played against uh, Tony Dungy's Tampa Bay Bucks? They won that game like 12 to 7. So sometimes you just have to win a game how you win a game. And I get the frustration with the offense, but sometimes you just have to win a game how you win it. And you get to the point where it doesn't matter how you do it, you just have to do it. You know, I'd like to see the offense do a little bit more. I thought it was weird that in the third quarter, 
you know, after Terry Wilson had a 51-yard run, the Kentucky had 44 total rushing yards. That didn't make any sense. Uh, I think I'd like to see Chris Rodriguez get some run back to back to back, let him build something. But other than that, you know, I can't, you know, you're, you're winning, so I don't, I, I don't get it. But a great, great win. Absolutely. So one and two, and like you said, you know, statistically speaking, it's crazy because look at what they did at Auburn and and how they won everything and set the scoreboard down there. And the you know the turnovers did them in on their own in their own territory, giving Auburn a short field. Uh, they we saw what Ole Miss did to Alabama, and you know it was. Kentucky was up 14 on them and, and couldn't close it out and left 11 points on the field. We talked about, you know, the touchdown and the missed field goal and the missed extra point last week. So um, I, I think they kind of got their sea legs under them and kind of gotten, got themselves straightened out. Um, I, I can't pick them to win Saturday. This is one I picked them to lose. And, and bad as I want to see them in this streak in Knoxville, they very well could. Uh, I think a lot of people are looking at this on the surface. Everybody that, you know, everybody down here watched them against Ole Miss because they're playing them this coming week. And they're just, well, they only had 157 yards offense. And Terry Wilson doesn't look that good. And he, he, could be looking better, but he's he's getting dudes. He's got dudes dropping balls, and he's got dudes that aren't helping him out by getting open. Defenses only just have all they got to do is focus on Josh Ali right now. We talked about that. You know, we need we need these guys to not only get separation, but then make some catches. So Terry can only look so good. He can't throw it and then run down and catch it. He can't do like Bugs Bunny against the Gas House Gorillas. First base, Bugs Bunny. Second base, Bugs Bunny. Outfield, Bugs Bunny. He can't do it all. He can only find the best option and, and get rid of the ball. So he's he's going to look limited until the receivers kind of you know, step their game up. Uh, it's, Tennessee was it was kind of we back. We back. We're going to see what we got against Georgia. We closed the gap. We got a team to go down and compete. And for 30 minutes, they, they went down there and went toe-to-toe and had the lead and then got shut out in the second half and, you know, tail between the legs. Garantano's been down here for 37 years. He was swaggy as he could be in that first half. And then it all fell apart for everybody in the second half. So, you know, this, we'll see where they are. They still view it as an automatic win, not as like a in in ink win like it used to be, but it's still one of those handle your business and beat Kentucky. You know that's that's still the way their perception of the cats are. Um, but Kentucky could they could go down there and finally end this. You know they hadn't won down there since we were seven years old. Jeff Picoro was playing in the game with Joker Phillips the last time Kentucky won in Knoxville, but uh, it's going to happen one of these years. It could happen Saturday. 
Uh, yeah, you know, I don't. We'll, we'll, I, we'll see. It'll be fun. Just this season, we'll, just we'll being so, for lack of a better word, just janky, right? Like, like, just every nothing is the. I, I think <laughs> I don't know if you can read too much into this season. I know that coaches are going to be hired and fired based on this season. Uh, I'm assuming we we're still going to have a Heisman Trophy winner. I mean, I guess I don't know. Uh, but with the interruption to our regularly scheduled, uh, you know, how we regularly do things, uh, I just don't know how much you can, you know, I, I just, I, I, and you look Florida LSU not playing this weekend because of COVID-19. Nick Saban has COVID nineteen. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. that's the elephant in the mm-hmm. room to all this. Mm-hmm. We have seen the NBA, we have seen uh, the NHL, we have seen the WNBA, and we have seen the 